0: On today's episode, I have Sarah Flynn. She is a divine feminine awakening guide and mentor. She spent the first 28 years of her life mainly living in her masculine energy. She was in an 11 year relationship that she knew didn't really serve her. She was in a career that didn't really fulfill her. And she just felt like there was something missing in her life. I feel like we've all been there at one point in our lives. So on this episode, we talk about her path for awakening to her feminine energy, how she helps other women awaken to their own. We also talk about the characteristics of the light and the dark sides of the feminine, because no, it's not all just nurturing love and light. There's also a dark side of the feminine that's been suppressed, which is often associated with the sexuality, the sensuality. We also touch upon how to harmonize both the masculine and the feminine, because we have both. It's the balance of the yin and the yang. It's not about disowning one versus the other. It's about embodying both. So enjoy this really fruitful discussion. I want to start off with your story I was looking at your website and you wrote something that I had never seen before which was that you had a divine feminine awakening I've never heard that terminology so in 2017 tell us like what happened before the awakening and after what was that like
1: oh I love this so much so 2017 and before I always say now in a past life <laughs> it feels like a long long time ago I was actually working as a as a building surveyor as my career choice. You know, you finish school, you have to pick a subject. And I was in this relationship that I was in for a long time. And I just, I don't know, I found myself in this space where I was in a very masculine role in terms of career. I was surrounded by men all of the time. I felt way more comfortable being around men, truth be told. And even though I did have female friendships I didn't how, how can I say it like I didn't feel like I valued them probably I just kind of started to question like what is going on why have I chosen this role something feels like it's missing I guess I didn't really have that connection with women that I mm. that I craved. But I didn't know that I craved it. This is the thing. It was more just like something's missing. I'm in this very masculine dominated industry. I'm in this very masculine dominated role. I was playing so small in this Mm -hmm. long term relationship that I was in. That wasn't necessarily a healthy, supportive, loving relationship. It was something that I was very trapped and small within. And so I just began to ask the questions like, what is it that's missing? What am I not seeing that I need to see? Um, and I guess, you know, that's kind of, when I started to meditate, pray, I didn't really know who I was praying to, like, and I believed in God, a God universe, but I I didn't really know. And I hadn't prior to that, like actually asked for help from a source outside of me like that before. And so, yeah, I guess through, through meditation and prayer and just one day during meditation, it kind I kind of like had this visual where like I zoomed all the way out mm-hmm. and it literally happened within 10 seconds. So it was kind of like over as soon as it had happened. But you know where you receive so much insight in such a short space of time oh, yeah. that in that moment I had complete clarity on my whole life and wow. all of the decisions that I'd made and actually what how everything up until that point had been the perfect story for me to now step into this role mm. i'll i'll give you insight onto what that was i kind of zoomed out and realized that i was living in this very disempowered wounded feminine state and that a lot of my decisions had been made from a place of fear and pain mm. so i remembered specifically having made a decision when I was about seven or eight years old that I looked at my mom and she was a housewife raising four kids and she did an incredible job but nobody in society valued her from what I could see and actually other women were quite rude and mean to her all of the time for being in that role so I remember deciding when I was younger well no one values Mm -hmm women in that role I didn't see any value in it I didn't see any respect for a woman nurturing her kids and nurturing the community and being the center of a home and so I made this decision when I was about seven or eight that if I was gonna succeed in this world if I was gonna have respect from other people I decided I had to be more like my dad Mm. and one decision then went on to shape the next you know however 20 years of my life because me desire and then I have to be more like my dad made me go into the world of construction it made me get the career that I would feel valued in that I would be respected for. But it took me further away from what my natural inner self or inner spirit, whatever you want to call it, actually has the most joy in doing. Mm -hmm. I've learned so much along the way that I am here to nurture community, you know, that I do want to invest time and be at the center of a home and the center of a family and the center of a community. But I couldn't see none of that then. So I was going further and further and further and further away from my truth to be accepted um by others on top of that you know the the relationship that i was in which i said obviously the dynamics were not completely healthy in that i found myself completely disempowered and trapped within that almost feeling like i was living in somebody else's shadow and like Mm -hmm. i had no value to bring Mm -hmm. of my own and that i couldn't stand alone and be my own whatever you know just bring my own value to the table so all of this was going on. And in that one realization, I realized, you know, it, it kind of zoomed out and was like, you did this because of this. You learned this from your mom. She learned this from her mom. Kind <laughs> of like just like the domino yeah. effect like, opened all the way up. And I was like, wow, I come from a lineage of women who've chosen this or fallen into this story. And I, I kind of realized in that moment, it was like, it was my job in my role and my responsibility to break the cycle. Mm, Wow. It gave me that clarity. It was like, you're here in this disempowered state because of this, 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 but it's also now your role and responsibility to change the narrative going forwards. Um, and yeah. Your your life will be the message to other women. What you learn from here, you will go forwards and share this with other women. And then in that moment, I've seen myself running circles, hosting events, speaking in front of audiences of people. You know where you're like, no way.
0: <laughs>
1: you didn't believe it? <laughs> But it gave me everything I needed and more. And after that one vision of like a moment of clarity, let's say, I then had the strength to leave that relationship, walk away from absolutely every part of that identity that I had been living in prior and rediscover myself again.
0: Wow, that's scary. Um, Was there any resistance after having that epiphany and actually taking the steps to like, okay, leaving this person? leaving the job, et cetera?
1: Yes. Yeah, so um, I'd kind of already broken away from the career at this point. So that was easy. But when it comes to the relationship, 100%, like we, I was in that for 11 years. So our lives were very interconnected. Our families were very interconnected. I knew when I leave this, everything changes for everyone. Right. Not just me. I impact the whole, you know, both sides. I knew enough by then to know that there was no going back. And so what I began to do was pray for strength to do it, because yeah. I didn't feel like little human me on my own could do it yeah. and um it didn't take long for that that strength to come through i I honestly like you know when you ask, when you begin to intentionally ask, and I remember specifically, you know, like if there is a God, please give me the strength to get up and do this mm. and it it, one day I just was it wasn't long after packed all of my things and left
0: yeah yeah that's powerful and inspiring that you were able to do that in an 11-year relationship a whole life life. yeah it
1: definitely wasn't easy I remember getting home I lived in Spain at the time you see so the day that I got up packed my things and got on the flight back to the UK felt like an out-of-body experience it almost felt like it was someone else doing it not me once I got home like in realization set in of what I'd just done
0: there was a lot there was a lot (laughs) purging probably
1: yeah self-doubt confusion have Mm -hmm. I done the right thing
0: but like it was done it was done then so I just had to ride it out right and then flash forward x amount of months or weeks however long it took What was the actual embracing of your feminine looking like? What did it look like?
1: You know what it looked like? It looked like surrounding myself with women for the first time, seeing the value that women bring through a whole new lens. I hadn't been able to see that since I was young because I put a block on that when I was like seven or eight. I immediately knew that when I got home, I didn't know. I had no idea how the business side of things was going to transpire. But one thing I knew for certain was sisterhood was the medicine I needed Mm. and so I just started to host free coffee meetups and do Facebook lives and be like hey you know I feel like I'm on this journey of self-discovery I'm into you know this and that and like I'm doing this coffee meetup this week and it's free to attend like I basically was saying things like if you're a girl who feels like she wants to live with more purpose if there's a dream or there's a desire that you really want to fulfill and you don't know how to make it happen like same so come, come join me and let's link up and let's see where this leads and it was really that that gave me the energy the the confidence the healing the everything to to put one foot in front of the other and keep moving forwards
0: oh that's very authentic of you to say like hey I'm going through this and I need friends to talk about it with yeah wow very yeah. vulnerable it too <laughs> i'm sure
1: <laughs> and these, these friends became my clients who then paid me for for coaching and came to my wow. events and then came to my retreats and some of them are still in my life today and and some of them are actually in different countries now living out the exact dream that we spoke about when we first ever met so i wow. although i have a consistent communication with them anymore. They're living out the desire that they wanted from
0: that moment. And wow! It's all of that unfolded. Oh my god! Because you did it first, so you could help them with it. Honestly, it, it's incredible. I want to zoom out a little bit because this topic of feminine energy is, for me anyway, it's been in my orbit a lot. Like there's a lot of women who are very interested in this topic. So how? How would you describe feminine energy? Like, what is that anyway? Okay. So for me,
1: I I, I believe we all um
0: embody
1: different, let's say, flavors of mm. feminine energy. For me personally, I know that I like to embody like my light, playful feminine energy, and that transpires in mm. my circles and in my community and in my offerings. I feel very comfortable sharing just like the light magical playful tones of the feminine creativity Mm -hmm. stuff like that softness surrender relaxation nurture you know almost like just those homely vibes where like you receive a hug (laughs) you know and I just I love nurturing people in that way but the feminine is not just that like the feminine is not just softness and play and creativity and nurture and beauty. There's also a, a dark flavor of, like, the feminine, dark mm-hmm. undertones, and it's this. It's this part of the feminine that has been most suppressed over the years because that's in direct relation to our sexuality, our sensuality. Not just that, but the energy that we can use to destruct. Mm-hmm. It's not just create, but the opposite. We have the power to, like, you know, blow shit up and,
0: like... <laughs>
1: Agreed. you know metaphorically speaking or yeah. like just shatter illusions mm. oh, in yeah. society and in people and stand up for what's not ethically right and yeah. bring rage to the table and all of the things so the feminine is both light and dark we we all have the capacity to express and embody both from what I see in women, like some of us just embody more of one than the other. And that's fine. Like that's who, that's who yeah. we That's the, me- the medicine or the magic that we're here to share. But we, we do have the capacity to play in both.
0: Yeah. 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 And then I know that on the flip side of that is the masculine energy. And so would you say that, I guess you were more on your masculine before your feminine awakening?
1: Yeah, I would say. It's a difficult one because, yeah, I was I was very much in my logic. I didn't trust my intuition. I wasn't trusting my gut, you know, mm-hmm. all of those things. I was being very practical. Everything had to make sense before, like, I took a leap. And and the feminine definitely isn't that. The feminine is, you know, trusting the gut, moving and making space before it makes sense to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was definitely my masculine more in that regard. But I was also super just in my wound of feminine. I was being a victim to my life circumstances rather than creating my own luck and joy. And I was being very passive and too flowy and not forthcoming enough as well. So there was both
0: things going on. Oh, I get it now. What would it look like for a woman to embody both? So to essentially bring the union of the masculine and the feminine internally. Love
1: this question so much. Cause I feel like I have been, by the way, do it through doing this work and through teaching feminine energetics i definitely fell into a a, a space of being again too much in my feminine and forgetting mm. to nurture my masculine as well mm. and that's not healthy either so we do need to embody both and um, now i feel like i'm in a much more healthy grounded space with the union of both and what that looks like is what that looks like is focusing on resilience for me having boundaries with myself is my masculine showing up for my feminine so you know having boundaries with spiritual practices time management going to bed at the same time waking up at the same time those simple things that allow me to then wake up but create the space to be more in a feminine flow almost like yeah boundaries and time management and structures in place that allow me to factor in time to nurture and nourish myself in the spaces in between if that makes sense
0: um
1: so you know for example if I want to be super in my feminine and like you know be creative or cook a nice meal or just nurture myself or nourish myself in some way take a long bubble bath it's like they're all of the things that are going to support me and my feminine you know mm-hmm. romanticizing life Um, allowing myself to just kind of free flow and not be so attached to an agenda or a structure. But then at the same time, if that's all I spent my time doing, nothing in my life is going to move forwards and I'm going to begin to feel not that strong within because I'm doing the opposite. The opposite of that is, you know, challenging myself physically, getting to the gym, doing things that feel like they require more of a masculine core Mm. or presence build strength within my body um mountain climbing challenges different things like that so it kind of balances out the
0: stronger energy versus the more softer creative energy yeah I like that you're making it in a few things you've like made it very pertinent to yourself and like this is for me this is what it is and I like that because it doesn't it, um, it takes away the fact that it doesn't have to look a certain way. And mm. I think that's what some people get caught up in. Like to be feminine, I have to wear earrings. To be feminine, I have to put on makeup. But it's not like I've that. I've
1: definitely been through that portal. Like of <laughs> like this is what I mean. And I definitely went through a space of like to be feminine and to teach this stuff, I have to be mm. spiritual and so this. And I have to love being in ceremony all of the time. <laughs> it's like, I did that. And then I lost myself in that because that's not the full spectrum of who I am. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It's not a one size fits all. Like it's, it's about finding what works for you that gives you permission to embody both energies. For me, the mountain climbing and the weight training at the gym and challenging myself physically really helps me feel strong in my masculine.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Also, you know, Oh, cold water therapy! I love that as well.
0: Really?
1: Yeah, that helps me because realistically, who does want to get in freezing cold water as well? Not me. <laughs> all of the time? Like, and you definitely have those days where your mind is trying to talk you out of it. And if mm. if you was just always in that feminine mode of, oh, it gets to be easy, and I get to nourish myself, then I'd want to get a hot bubble bath. Mm. But getting in the cold water and doing that anyway and then feeling the joy on the other side of that win is all building my resilience.
0: Yeah.
1: And so for me, that's what it looks like to have both. And by the way, like, there's definitely been times where I've gone, you know what, no, my body really doesn't want to get in the cold water today.
0: Mm. And I'm going to honour that. And that gets to be loving from both sides too. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that I the only cold water therapy I do is like a cold shower every now and then no ice baths for me but when I'm on my period specifically I'm like I can't do it my body just does not want cold yeah I
1: agree that that's when personally for me I'm like yeah you know what I'm not I don't need to do that right now um and I will be very soft and gentle on myself in those moments but for the rest of like my cycle or in between it's I, I'm like no I, I want to build the resilience here I want to be loving to myself in a different way in yeah. a bit of a tough love way and that because I need that too I heard a quote I might not say it the right way but something like if you always choose the easy thing in life life gets hard where if you keep choosing the harder things in life life seems to get easier
0: Ooh, I like that quote
1: And now it really landed for me when I heard it because I was in a space of choosing the easy thing all of the time and life was feeling hard and I was feeling very, let's say, not, not as grounded and strong as I wanted to feel. And when I heard that, I thought that's because I've literally been leaning into what feels easy all of the time, leaning into what feels fun and feminine and pleasurable all of the time. And so it's kind of that that brought me back into the truth of,
0: yeah, it doesn't work to just be in that all of the time. Right. And I think that's where hiring a coach is often helpful because they help you push your boundaries a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like embodying feminine energy for you, a really, really, really big piece was sisterhood and creating that community. And I know that's something that you do now. You have a membership on that. What? Why do you think that sisterhood in and of itself is one of the most powerful tools, at least in your experience? for awakening that feminine energy?
1: Oh, I just get chill. I, I, I'm covered in chills for some reason. I have no idea. <laughs> just in you asked me that question and I'm covered in goosebumps. <laughs> uh, wow. Oh, wow. I really feel like, and this is not about separation of men and women at all, mm. but there are just some things that that men cannot and will not ever understand, right? We're totally different species. <laughs> Absolutely no judgment to them. I love the masculine. I love and um, support and value the men in the world. There's just some things in life they're never going to understand. I learned that if I want to feel truly seen in this world for all that I am, you you just can't get that feeling without being seen in sisterhood. Mm there's a depth to how a woman can truly see you Mm. because she is you if that makes sense
0: yeah goosebumps
1: yeah and like we yeah we're just we're, we're the same and if you can get to that space where you feel safe to allow other women to support you which by the way I I had to learn to get to that space I had to learn to to trust women to value women to allow them to see me mm. because I had not allowed that in the past that's a whole journey in itself that's why for me sisterhood is the medicine the sisterhood is the key because women who truly see you who truly support you who truly love you unconditionally um it's just a force to be reckoned with I've, there's nothing that elevates you more I don't feel than a community of of women who nurture you, nourish you, and love you, you know. And you could be in the most loving, stable, healthy relationship of your life. And your man could shower you with all things but if you don't have sisterhood you're always going to feel like there's something missing and so for me like that's why it was important to create this space and the membership where I bring women together and there's a huge focus within the membership on self-love spirituality sisterhood because it's all of those things that make us so magical and so powerful when we embody all of those things when we as women choose to put ourselves first and love ourselves paired with connecting to god source the universe trusting that there is a higher purpose for your life and for you being here Mm -hmm. and then sharing that with other women there's layers to the magic that unfolds within that space and it's infinite
0: I see that, I see, I have, this makes me think of someone one time was telling me that she said that her relationships don't work unless she has a feminine circle to attend, to be witnessed and to be seen, because her partner, not that he doesn't do that, but there's something different about being witnessed by the feminine. And I think that's what you're tapping into.
1: It is, and I believe me, I've had to go through so much pain <laughs> to to learn that and understand, mm. but that's why I say it with so much conviction, because I'm like, wow, the moments in my life where I felt the most lost, the most disconnected, the most confused were the moments in my life where I didn't have sisterhood were the moments in my life where I was not allowing women to see me and, and nurture me and bring me back to life and I know that now I've gone I've gone through that twice in this time on earth <laughs> so I'm like oh
0: I see the pattern now <laughs> <laughs> was it like a fear of intimacy or fear of vulnerability or both? possibly both trust trust in other women
1: this this opens up a whole other whole other thing but there is there is sister wounds ancestrally um women hurting each other Mm. we feel that we feel that deep within ourselves this mistrust for another woman um, and her intentions and I definitely carried that deep within me and then obviously life experiences played out where other women hurt me and things like that and so there's that aspect of things as well. Is it safe? Mm. Is it safe to allow myself to be seen in my vulnerability? Is it safe to allow myself to be intimate and exposed with other women when it hasn't been so in the past?
0: Wow. So It's deeply healing. I think we're going to have to do another episode on that because I'm, there's like so much there. There's, I've always felt like there's this cattiness between women and I'm like, why? Like we're, we should be in this together and not competing.
1: It's that that was my whole thing. That's what I decided. That's another part of what I decided when I was younger, because I seen the women being so mean to my mom, and I was like, "Wow, women are not nice." <laughs> that was the story that I lived with for like twenty odd years. Like women are not nice, so it was much easier, safer, and comfortable to be with men and have light banter, and they talk about whatever they talk about. <laughs> it just felt easier to be in that than actually potentially put myself amongst women who may not have the best interests
0: yes yes well thank god that you're doing the work that you do so that women can connect with more women um briefly before we head out can you give us a little bit of the logistics of what's going on in the membership I know it's a pretty low cost thing, which it's not easy finding low cost memberships. People want community and cost is different, usually a barrier.
1: Yeah. And I wanna I wanna highlight that. Like that is precisely why I created this space because I was like, community for women is so important. And I want this to be an easy yes for people um, and easy for them to come in, get what they need, stay as long as they like and And, you know, we feed off that energy together. So yeah, the membership is the Soul Savvy Collective membership. As I said, strong focus inside of there on self-love, spirituality, sisterhood. What I do is I host an online Zoom call three times a month. It's an hour long with the women inside. And within that, we do feminine energy healing practices, which is basically relaxation, surrendering, and just dropping out of the mind and getting into the heart we also do share circles so we have the opportunity to connect q a speak more about different things that we're experiencing in our life but then outside of that we have uh, a whatsapp group and a chat as well where we connect in between calls and we support each other in between calls too i'm also such a firm believer of the the spirituality piece and i love studying of course in miracles and believing in miracles and believing Mm. that you know we should expect miracles and that how we show up for ourselves determines what shows up for us in life and so I share passages from A Course in Miracles for the girls Mm. as well just to kind of ponder on receive be open to and then yeah we we really hold each other accountable in between sessions to following through with our word loving on ourselves sharing wins sharing the miracles or sharing or even asking for the support that we each need whatever's alive in us in that moment and so it's a beautiful space for such a low-cost investment
0: mm.
1: it really feel supported in both your masculine and your feminine in the way That's that nice. I do this is no minimum contract you can come in if it's not for you after mm. a month you can leave you're not tied into anything
0: I like that flexibility
1: yeah I, you know what I think I think it's important to have that. I feel like we're all adults. We can all make our own decisions. We know what works for us. We
0: know what doesn't. And it felt, it feels nice. I will put your information on the show notes. I'll put your Instagram, your website. One last question before we hop off is what are you, what's something that you're currently working through personally? What are you moving through? What am I working through personally? I would say
1: I'm in a fairly new relationship now. Say fairly new. 18, it's gone beyond 18 months coming into two years. After my last relationship, which was 11 years, as I said, I spent five years on my own mm. doing the self-discovery, creating the sisterhood, creating the business, all of those things. And so getting into a new relationship has brought up all kinds of old stuff. <laughs> and you'll know through the work that you do that we can only heal to the capacity, you know, to a certain level by ourselves. And then we need to enter into relationships with others to show us the work that we still have to do. And so for me, something that's really alive in me in the moment, at this moment is really overcoming a lot of anxieties that I used to have in my past mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. And kind of, this has been an ongoing process and I'm doing amazing at it so far. So I'm really proud of mm-hmm. all of the progress, but like letting my body know that it's safe now Mm. and it's just it's an ongoing process all of the time that I no longer need to be in fight or flight that I no longer need to expect something bad to happen Mm. but actually that it's that I'm safe now
0: that I'm good that I'm loved that's powerful thank you for sharing that it's not it's not easy doing that especially after being in fight or flight for so long the body remembers like no this is just who I am
1: yeah it's fascinating the cellular memory of fight or flight or previous pain
0: yeah and
1: and it's fascinating witnessing certain things trigger that and then having to go through it in the moment of like oh I'm witnessing this response and like there's no need for this response anymore like we're safe we can relax we can take a deep breath everything's good (laughs) so yeah this is that's very much what I'd say is alive in me right now. Thank you.
0: I love that question, just reminding people that we're all human.
1: Yeah, aren't we just?
0: (laughs) (laughs) On that note, Sarah, thank you so much for sharing your gifts. What you do is incredible work. I'm excited to listen to this again as I edit it and share.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, there's one super special way that you can give back, and that is by liking and leaving a review. This is how the algorithm gets the message to spread the show and together we can help people find healing one podcast episode at a time. You can find me on social media at strategic soul or on my website at www.mystrategicsoul.com. I am looking forward to hearing from you, sharing space with you and being on this path together. Ciao.